It's Hunter at Sunrise Acoustic, eclectic music for your Sunday morning. Heard every Sunday from 7 to 11 here on 89.5 WHRV HD3 Alt Radio and streaming on the web at hunteratsunrise.com, whrv.org, iTunes, Shoutcast, and Radio Time. we got a special acoustic session for you here this Sunday. We are so happy to have here James Lee Stanley and Cliff Everhart. It's kind of an on-the-road edition of Hunter at Sunrise Acoustic Session. How are you guys? We're great, man. Thanks for having us. No, well, thanks for being on the show. And... I'm okay. Don't don't speak for me. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I just want to look at you. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to sing. I just want to look at you. What would you guys like to play for us first? <laughs> I see he cut that off at the, at the neck. Okay, yes. Zayn it, it. Okay, so uh, here's a uh, duet tune off of our new All Wooden Doors CD. This is called Moonlight Drive. Great. Here's James Lee Stanley and Cliff Eberhart. tries to hide Nothing left to hope Nothing to decide Step into the river On our moonlight drive Moonlight drive Let's climb through the moon Let's swim through the tide Reach your hand to hold me But I cannot be your guide Easy, I love you As I watch you glide I've been through a deep forest On our moonlight drive Moonlight drive
Hunter at Sunrise here with James Lee Stanley and Cliff Eberhardt. As you can tell, we're out on the road today. We're at Harris it's Creek. great not to be here at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Harris Creek Acoustic House Concert, where they're getting ready to do a show here. And uh, it's so great to have you on the show. First of all, congratulations on such a great album. Thanks, man. We're really glad you like it. We're, we were so pleased with it. Uh, I mean, just pleased to do it and... and uh, Pleased to have the participation of two of the original Doors on the thing. Yes. It was a real blessing. How did this come about, this all wooden Doors? It was, it was so serendipitous. I had seen Cliff perform and thought he was wonderful. I mean, I, I thought he was so wonderful. I wrote a review uh, on, the, on uh, Data Musicata on the internet just about how, if you want to know how to perform on stage, you want to see a professional, go see Cliff Eberhardt and you will learn, you know, because he was so good. And then about six months later, he came up to me and said, listen... I'm thinking of doing a duet album with some people, and you're at the top of my short list. And I said, wow, thanks. So now about, I don't know, three months after that, I'm having lunch with a friend of mine who's friends with John Densmore, and John is coming to lunch. John is the drummer in the, de- in the Doors. Right. And I had his book, Riders on the Storm. I wanted him to sign it for me. Right. And uh, that's actually how it came about. I said to my friend, can you get John to sign it? And he said, we're having lunch Friday. Just come. So I came, and I brought my book, and I meet John Densmore, and I stick my hand out, hi, real nice to meet you. And the first words out of his mouth are, hey, man, I love that All Wooden Stones record yeah. that I did. And I said, <laughs> John Densmore knows I'm on the planet. You know, I was thrilled, because the first time I heard the, uh, you know, the doors uh, light my fire, the first time yeah. I came on the radio, I was driving in San Jose, and I mean, I couldn't drive and listen to that song. I had to pull over, and I think the opium had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it was just really a fantastic song. So uh, in the midst of our lunch, about halfway through, he says, listen, James, if you ever decide to do to the doors what you did to the stones. I'm going to sue you. (laughs) (laughs) No, that actually, no, what he said was (laughs) it. The truth comes out. (laughs) (laughs) And now there's a lawsuit there. I had to talk in 30 seconds. (laughs) He had to say something. It was erupting. In any event, uh, Densmore said that he would... uh, he yeah. would play on a record of Doors songs if, if we did them, and, uh, and if I did them. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to hold you to that, John. And literally left the lunch. I went out to my car, and I called Cliff, and I said, Cliff, John Densmore said he'll play on a record if we do Doors songs. And Cliff said, I'm in. You know, so that's how we did it. We did the, the duet album at, at the instigation and, the, and with the participation of John Densmore. And then Robbie Krieger called up and said, can I play on it? And I said, I think we can squeeze you in. Yeah, you can squeeze you in somewhere. So, Cliff, how did uh, you come? How I mean, he calls you up, and what did you think? Well, um, I wanted to work. I wanted to do a collaboratory um, record with somebody. I'd done so many records on my own, and and I was I was sick of me. Uh huh. And um, so it sounded like an interesting project. I hadn't heard the Doors except on oldies radio in years. 
So I went out and I bought um, their greatest hits. And I really liked it, but I was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do this? They're so iconic. How can we make this sound different? And James said, don't worry. We can change all the chords, and we can do whatever we want. We can have a lot of license for it. The parents aren't here. Yeah. So we came out, I came out sight unseen. I'd never really spent anything but a dinner or a lunch with this together when he showed up at the studio. We never sung. Right. So I, I started having these anxiety attacks on the way to the airport, and <laughs> I was like, what are we do? And we sat down and we just started playing riffs and we put a lot of their bridges that were in major keys into minor keys. And we added, I mean, changed melody. I can just imagine this is a tough material to adapt because it's keyboard driven for oh, a long yeah. part. That's why like I Ray Manzarek is. to play on it because I thought if, if he plays on it, it'll sound like, it'll sound like the doors again. You yeah. Know, so I've gotta, we've got to leave him off, uh, unfortunately, though. And then a couple, about a month ago, I guess we were in LA. And who shows up to, to play djembe with us? John Densmore. Yeah, Densmore <laughs> sat in with us. And, uh, and I cool. sang soprano the rest of the night. <laughs> so relaxed. <laughs> yeah, it was very fun. It was just very fun. We're talking with James Lee Stanley and Cliff Eberhardt here on Hunter at Sunrise. What else would you like to play off the album? Oh, you are going to play something else off the album, right? Yeah, to. Uh, this is a song that features Cliff Eberhardt. Cliff Eberhardt, Opportunity Knocks. Yeah. No, we're doing... Uh, Oh, 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 yeah, we're doing Love Me Two Times, which Cliff just sings the crap out of. So uh, I love playing this with him. So. I don't know if that's a compliment. Sings the crap. It is. To get, may, to, may, get the, to get rid of the crap, he evacuates the... Oh, okay, that's a better <laughs> May I, May I just say, uh, say that you guys kind of bring a bluesy kind of feel to their music. We do. Well, actually, their music was blues-based. I mean, that's, you know, Ray's yeah. from really Chicago is. and is, in fact, blues-based, even yeah. though he did that... that Bach, Takata, and Fugue intro to uh, right. Light My Fire. He's, Plus, he's both a blues James guy. and I are quite sad. Yes, that's true. I'm miserable. Blues. Really. Since I lost my hair. Since I lost my hair. <laughs> so, th- go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry.
Sir, there it is, as David Letterman likes to say. After hearing that song and then hearing Lawrence Welk come out, or James, James Lee Stanley and Cliff Eberhard here on Hunter at Sunrise, who are obviously in great moods. Yeah, we are. This is without the benefit. You know what it's like in the car? It's like this all the time without the guitars. Oh my gosh. Well, um, maybe this is a question for you, James Lee, more than anyone. Um, you've, now, oh. you've now had a chance to do Rolling Stones songs and Doors songs acoustically. Yeah, don't forget I did the Rolling Stones thing with John Batdorf. Yes, I know. Who is on this album? Yes, I he is. I got him in for a cut. I thought he had just to <laughs> just Everybody for a, the Queen is on this album. Yeah. Yes, really. Matter of fact, we were saying that everybody in the album is famous except us. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, we might also, since we're name-dropping, Peter Tork of the Monkeys is, is on the album. Timothy Schmidt from the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, Paul Barrera uh, from Little Feet. Wow. Right? Yeah, Paul came to see us the other night, too. So, Paul and Stuber from Wings, right? So what differences do you see in the music um, between the Rolling Stones and the Doors now that you've kind of like turned them inside out? Uh, much different, uh, because uh, I thought, and so did Cliff, that the, uh, that the Doors songs are very blues influenced and came out of that uh, American blues thing. And the Stones songs came out of the Stones following the Beatles into pop music and trying to write songs, because everything on the All Wooden Stones record is pretty much from before Brian Jones died. So it's, it's in that time when there was a real competition between the Beatles and the Stones. And the, and the Stones are trying to write songs that I think, even though they were bluesy and, and you know, grungier, they were trying to write pop songs. And, uh, and so the, the difference is pop songs and blues songs, I think. Okay. You know? Also, well, the, the, the Doors songs, um, except, for, except for a handful have very similar progressions. They okay. use like two or three progressions to fit almost every one of them. I was amazed much. when I started breaking them down just how similar the progressions were. Yeah, they so really that really put a lot of work on it. Was, it was, they were all really good musicians, but it was, it was Jim Morrison was the doors, was his presence and his sexuality. Well, he was certainly, the, yeah, he was, he was the front man, but I mean, Robbie wrote most of the tunes. Yeah. You know? But they actually, according to, to John and, and Robbie, they would, uh, they would sit in there and, and I mean, uh, sometimes Morrison would sing some lyrics, but he had no chords and no arrangement, and they would, they would work on it, you know, for days and, and make something, make it into something. I mean, they recorded the entire first Doors album, you know, in three or four days. They, that was the stuff that they, they had evolved that. So they were really a band, and they were really all involved in the in the creation of the stuff. And what we, sort of reaction have you guys had to this had album? Five star reviews from everybody there is. I mean, we've gotten so many terrific reviews on this. Uh, we're expecting it might even start selling. <laughs> you know, although there was one guy who wrote me and said it's just wrong. Uh, really? Yeah, just wrong. You shouldn't. And I wrote him back and I said, you know, you're saying that for a musician, for an artist, to take someone's 
song and, and rearrange it in their, in their own style is wrong. And that is, in fact, what jazz people have and been classical doing. Too. And classical, too. For, you know, generations, yeah. And, sure. and all of a sudden, we, the Doors songs are too sacred to, uh, to <laughs> rearrange. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, I rearranged the Lord's Prayer. I'll send it to you. Well, you're talking about fan base that also has made, uh, you know, Jim Morrison's grave into this big shrine. You know? It's true. You, you it's are true. talking about Because we say all wooden doors, people think, Jim Morrison's penis. Oh, no. <laughs> you know? We go, no, no, this, you know, this is different than that. We, we're, we, yeah. we're clothed through the entire season. Well, we, didn't, we didn't try to at all... Do a Doors thing. No, we right. had to do what we, we do. We respected their music enough to try to do a little take on it that we thought was more modern. Yeah, you know? well, at least yeah, current. I mean, in our in our you know field in our genre. But one of the things we did respect was that they they wrote. Remember, they seemed to create real uh, space for each song. It was like a special sonic identity of that of each song. It had an it had an ambiance that was. Right, I thought really precious. And, and like I mean, this is way. the end, you know. Yeah, we, yeah, you know. And you guys do that song. I was surprised you guys did that song. I was like, going, man, that is a tough song. Well, we were going to do it as a Gregorian chant, and uh, it, seriously, yeah, was, but it, it didn't. I, I, I called him. I said, Cliff, I think it, let me put some guitars on it. And he said, Well, if you must, <laughs> <laughs> three thousand miles away, not in front of the tape recorder. <laughs> so. We're talking with James Lee Stanley and Cliff Eberhard here on Hunter at Sunrise. What else would you like to play? Uh, you know, the, uh, according to John, the last song that they ever played uh, at the end of each show was this tune. And so we'd like to, uh, this will be our, our little uh, final song of the evening. Great. Okay. Here's James Lee Stanley and Cliff Eberhardt here on Hunter at Sunrise. Says it's time to close now. I guess I have to go now. I really like to stay here all night. The cars crawl past, all stuffed with Streetlights share their hollow glow Your brain's so bruising on surprise Still one place to go Still one place to go Let me sleep all night in your soul kitchen And warm my mind in your gentle stove Secret alphabets. I light another cigarette. Learn to forget. Learn to forget. Learn to forget. Learn to forget. Let me sleep all night in your soul. 
can warm my mind in your gentle stove. You turn me out and I wonder, baby, swimming in the neon Yes, indeed. Hunter at Sunrise here with James Lee Stanley and Cliff Eberhardt. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. And and thanks for doing this this, uh, album. It's just really cool. Of course, All Wood and Stones was cool, too. Well, yeah, John and I are still doing that, too. We go out and tour and do that. But I'm, I'm hoping to do an evening where... Uh, John and Cliff and I do all wooden stones and all wooden doors and some. So do you think you'll cover anybody else? Of course. I have a, a whole series in mind. Really? All wooden Cliff is next. <laughs> all wooden Cliff? <laughs> have, you, have you thought about Cream? Actually, no, I haven't thought about Cream, but I'm thinking Bing Crosby. Really? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. The Kinks would be a good one too. Yeah, all wood and a, Kinks. There's a lot of them, you know. There's, I mean, all wood and Kinks All wood and water, the clear water, the clear water. All wood and steel, uh, Steely Dan. All wood and uh, and Wonder, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, all wood and Carpenters, I think, would sell. Yeah, hundreds. <laughs> no, I don't know, but it, 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 who no, gets to play Karen? Though, I mean, a, a, <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to stop eating now and see who gets, whoever gets the thinnest. Uh, yeah, but a boom. So we'll, you know, it takes about five years to to think this up and work it out. So, well, thanks a lot for this album. This thank is you, really man. cool. We're really and glad thank, to dig it. Thanks and thanks for, for coming on the show. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. James Lee Stanley and Cliff Eberhardt here on Hunter at Sunrise.